And it's in that moment of that decade where if you just focus on your own work and doing your thing, not what's happening to anybody else, you'll get there. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Monday, and in these episodes, you'll hear Sangram interview incredible practitioners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs within our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. Sangram, you're welcome to another fun episode of Flip My Flow Podcast. Uh, this time, I have a dear friend of mine, Angela Robb, as she is the CEO of LeaderCast, and I've just been falling in love with the way she's leading her organization. Uh, I'll let her share more about LeaderCast. And I've attended their conference for the last four years. And every time I sit in there, I feel like, why is everybody in the world right now who wants to be a leader not tuning into it? Because it's, it is so well done. It's so many amazing people talking about some interesting stories. So we're going to talk about transformation today. We're going to talk about some personal stories. We're going to get vulnerable around leadership and ideas around it. Um, so all kinds of stuff. So first of all, Angela, thank you for, for your time and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And but of course, have you you've talked about that you're on our you're going to be on our next main stage. Like uh-huh. talk about what's super important here, dear friend. Yeah. Well, I've never I've not shared that at all. Are you about to? <laughs> Go for it. We are so excited for our event next year in May that we have Andy Stanley and the gentleman that I'm looking at right now on our stage. And uh, for those of you that you listen to Sankram and know what just an amazing person he is, when I met him several years ago, right back at you, man, both you and your wife are just pillars of the community and just amazing people. And we wanted to ensure that we got you on our stage. So thank you for doing that. That was a gift for me. Thanks. It is. Uh, I, I still get chills thinking about that, quite honestly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, that opportunity. So thank you, Angela. It is the world's largest one day leadership event. I'm going to brag about you right now. So the <laughs> big accomplishment. How, how many people tune into that event that day? That event is over 120,000, and then it will be viewed at different time frames, rebroadcast around the world to over 17 countries. That is insane. Insane. It is. The big, big thing. So let's let's start with your fun fact, because I texted you this morning, and I'm going to just read up from our text right now. It was so fantastic. So I texted you, hey, no pressure. I just want you to share something about you. And you shared with me this on, on text. I got it right here. You said, my first job was, was for selling eggs. And then, um, then at 13, I worked at Dairy Queen. I was brought up never ever uh, to be late at work, which means you and I showed up five minutes before this podcast. Never happened in any interviews that I've ever done. You were like five minutes before ready. And so, yes. And then you said, my mom had flu, so I drove myself to Dairy Queen at 14 in my mom's car. So that's, <laughs> that is just crazy. You sent my thing. You never know what you send me, and I'm going to publicly read it. But wow, that's kind of quite an upbringing. So, so dive into that word. Let me tell you. So I grew up on a farm. My dad's first-generation college uh, farm kid and wanted us to experience that. He later became an executive in the auto industry. 
but it was that work ethic. My dad will tell you I'm German and he, he will say, you can outlove me, but you'll never outwork me. And uh, when we would say this isn't fun, when we'd be doing work outside, he'd say that's why it's called work, not fun. And so when my mom was sick and I worked at Dairy Queen, I got a work permit. I begged my parents so I could get a paycheck on my own so I didn't have to ask for money. And so my mom's sick and I thought, well, I live in a farm. I can drive a tractor. I can drive a manual tractor. And this was an automatic car. So I'll just drive myself to work. And, and you must know, I grew up in a town of 5,000 people. So every cop in town had to have known that I was underage, but I just slow ride it. I was really low down in the seat and, and drove to work until my manager said, where's your mom? And I said, she was sick. And he was like, what, why is your car here? He goes, oh my gosh, you drove to work. <laughs> How many days later did he figure out? <laughs> no, it was that day. Cause that day he was with, with my mom, he was disappointed. He was fixing his hair coming out to yeah. my mom. So yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, and, and these are the stories that I think when people think about successful people, nobody is successful or doing amazing thing overnight. And everybody has a story. And I love when people are just vulnerable around these stories that this is what made you who you are today. It's, it's so true. And I, when I tell people that, they're like, I get it, you know, because typically, and I know this, like us both being early for this, I either am the first in or the last out. And, and when you're in the grind of it, you're probably doing both. And, and my dad's advice to me as well at one point was put your head down for a decade. And I said a decade and not worry about what other people are doing. And it's in that moment of that decade where if you just focus on your own work and doing your thing, not what's happening to anybody else, you'll get there. And really my 30s, I look at that, once I hit 40, that was a decade that was a lot of pain and a lot of growth, but it really was the decade that got me to where I am today. All right, well, let's so let's transition into... The job you, you, you kind of said you were not promoted and, and there was a whole story that led to your transformation. And then I want to talk about, and I want you to share more about the transformation that you're trying to create at LeaderCast as one of the world's largest like one day conference. So talk about your personal transformation, how that led to your company transformation now. Perfect. Yeah. I, I share with people all the time that it was 10 years ago after I completed my MBA program. So I was running an MBA program and then going to school at the same time. And uh, literally thought I was walking in to be being promoted and looked at a new car the weekend before, didn't need a new car, but thought, you know, why not? And so when I walked in and, and within moments, three other people and then the whole division showed up, they had it all staged different times. And I suddenly surmised like what was happening. And so to go from thinking you're going this mm -hmm. to this was fascinating process. I, I got lost, Sangram, driving home from downtown Atlanta after working there for eight years. Like every synapse in my brain was just like, yikes, how, what's happening? And so where I'm here now, and I talk about that decade, so starting at 40 and now I'm here at 50 and can't believe I'm talking about my age, but there we go, is that started off that decade of thinking, what the heck? I had my whole plan of professionally what I wanted to do and how I was going to retire, and then I was going to consult. And it was like written in stone, right? And, and so that juncture allowed me to lever my MBA and hit corporate America after most of my career, half the first half of it being in higher education. And it's been a growing process. 
times where I took new positions, I was always after that riff, I had 141 interviews in 12 weeks, because I, I levered my network. And through that process, as you know, because of your business, I amassed one heck of a pipeline. So for six years out, I was getting always recruited to different positions. So I was moving up within those organizations, expanding my business development experiences, raising money, working in wealth management. It was fantastic. But there was something that just I wasn't happy And so I really started focusing on, there was a book that someone gave me called Awakening Gray. Uh, And that book made me really look at the brokenness of myself. And why was I not finding my true joy? You know, I'm listening to a podcast right now and pleasure comes from external things, but joy is what we have inside and we're responsible for that. And so I really learned through that three-year struggle, it was hard. That, as Andy Stanley will always say, I was the common denominator in every relationship that I had. Yeah. And, and, and that's in work and in personal. And I had to get some stuff figured out. And I'm so thankful for that because I think where I lacked esteem or self-esteem or perhaps some self-worth in some areas, I had to find that. And it was really difficult, but it was beautiful. And so it's just been this perfect plan. And when you all of a sudden look at how your professional struggles and then some personal struggles get you to the moment you're at today, at LeaderCast, we're an 18-year-old organization that has an incredible community. Either you know us and you love us, or you've never heard of us. And, and so um, we're transforming and we're growing. As an 18-year-old, I say we're an 18-year-old boy. Our voice is cracking and our knees are, are achy. And we're going to be beautiful when this thing happens. So, and it's happening. The team's doing amazing. You know, that story, Angela, is true. I, I, I think it's for everyone listening right now. I want them to just pause for a second and recognize that everyone has a story. And your story that you just shared in many ways is very similar to a lot of people actually going through right now where they feel like, I hear this all the time. I need to be here right now and I don't know why I'm not there or I need to be promoted and I don't know why people don't understand. As In our own company right now, as we're growing, it's like, hey, I've been here for two years and you know, I see other people getting promoted and there is always something, as you said, we're always the common denominator and in some way, shape or form, if it's not working for you, then you need to go find something else that's working for you to find that joy or actually really ask the questions, find people and mentors. So I'm curious, what advice would you give to somebody right now who is in your shoes right now, like listening to this and saying, I just got passed on a promotion or I just didn't get what I wanted to get right now. And I just, I don't know how to handle it right now. It's it's great question. And I think the greatest advice I can give people because I've done it is if you've not formed a personal advisory board, then you that is what you must do immediately. And, and what I mean from that is whether it's a functional area at work that you feel like is not strong enough, then what do you need to do to get into that? So find someone who's really, that's their strong suit, right? Oh, you're, you're a CFO. Hey, this is where I really need to amp up. Or I've done all this on the, as far as the performance in my company, but I'd like to get here. Let's talk about it. So really that personal advisory board, 
and diversify it and also make yourself so completely vulnerable to people that do not know you well because they will ask you questions that will out those areas that you've tried to put your arms around and guard and people that care about you don't want to bring it up and you've got to get raw with yourself you know i in talking about those moments of brokenness the the saying that you know what a bone grows back stronger and i actually just looked this up and there's a juncture in the healing that the bone is actually much stronger than the normal bone but it goes back to being normal. And so I find that interesting that we should continue to break, right? And we sh- that's why I love change now. I love growth. I just asked one of the investors in my company today to rate me from one to five in three areas. Because if you're not asking for that honest feedback, you can't get better. You can't break. And I think the other thing is, Sangram, if we can anticipate the break, if you can anticipate the pain and be okay with that, right? The moment that I went through that, I had a friend who came over and I cried all night. And the next morning he was slept on my couch and I came out from my bedroom and he said, are you done insulting God? And I said, what? And he said, are you done insulting God? And he goes, then show them the warrior that I know you are. And I was like, all right, man. And from that day, man, I, I have no fear. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think, oh my goodness, like I just took that. I'm glad I asked that question because those takeaways, as I'm, I'm just writing it down, it are just, wow. I, the whole idea of the bone healing and breaking, you need to be thinking about that a lot more because I never, ever thought about it that way is that breaking actually makes you stronger. It does. That's your message. And that is actually physically true emotionally true, but in the process, in the moment, it doesn't feel like it. And you just have to know that it's right around the corner, but it's, it doesn't feel like it, man. That's, that's fantastic. So let's bring this to the company. A lot of people who listen to the podcast today, they are business leaders. They are either in marketing or sales or some sort of leadership positions. And everybody is going through some sort of change, some sort of transformation, maybe it's an organizational change, financial change, maybe the market is changing and they need to adapt. Maybe there are competitors coming in. What is the transformation specifically that you are trying to get in your organization? And are there a few things that you're learning or some things that you are actually doing better than others? I would just love for you to just share that. That's, well, you know, I, and I shared this with you earlier, Sangram, with, so LeaderCast, with, we're 18 years old, we're a leadership development company, throws the world's largest one-day leadership event, and I tell people we're best in class at curating a speaker cast, which you are a part of, so Ooh. best in class, I know, hoo-ha, <laughs> and so with that said, when you're in this space, uh, if you do a search right now on leadership, you will have in 66 seconds, 5 billion topics, right? And if you do bad leadership, good leadership, leadership's very, uh, it's got sex appeal. Mm-hmm. Where that's hurt our organization, in my opinion, opinion in the past is uh, people have always wanted to partner. People are always wanting to be involved somehow. And we really needed to go back to basics, And so I I just spoke uh, for a tech group last week. I told you they were talking about you, all good things. And, and, but it was, everybody was talking about, yeah, we can all sit and talk about all of our new strategies, but 
But if we're not doing the very basic strategies well, uh, we have a problem. And so ours isn't super sexy to talk about, but we have a singular strategy right now. And 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 the organization went for a long time without a playbook. When I rolled that out to the team last year, that was something that was like, whoa, this is, we're really getting official. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so it's some very basic things for us. And we're reorganizing the sales team. And so we've always had the sales account manager has always been doing renewals. And so things that uh, your clients and and many of the people listening to are like, well, wow, that's that's taking you that long. But we have an SDR and we have our CSM team now amassed. So it's really been everything you can think of in change we're doing here. And also we want to be not only because we have this amazing community that knows established international speakers. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why I'm really proud you're on our stage because you have an incredible following, but We'll having international, you know, it's just going to exponentially grow. And and so we want to use that to launch people that we know are incredible leaders. So we have a platform and we want to solidify it, strengthen it, and uh, help it grow. I love I love it. I think the the part that I have seen, because I'm, I've known you for the last, what, two, three years now in a, in a much, much, de- you know, in a better way. And I've seen LeaderCast for about four or five years now. And what I'm seeing is that it's almost feels like you are you all are on a mission. You all have like a very clear like here's what we want to do, and you, and everybody seems to be excited around it. How did you get everybody to rally around a common mission, common purpose? Because I see that in a, even a sales conversation, I, I felt that I really felt that they were proud of what they're doing and how it needs to be done, and they were not trying to sell it. They were really really proud of the event, really really proud of the way things happened. How, how are you helping your organization to, to rally around a common thing? It's a great point because honestly, that's, that is a wonderful thing, but it's also been a struggle for us. So for example, some people in our community may think we're just a motivational, inspirational day. Yeah. And, and, but, but the Fortune 1000s use us for many of their talent management you know, cohorts and content needs and things like that. You've attended. You walk away with, with those tactical takeaways. So as you talk about that, we're working hard to go between the meaty leadership content and the inspiration. So when you talk about my team being inspired, the mission is to fill the world with leaders worth following. And a leader with following is a little girl on a playground who, who encourages inclusive play. She's a leader. So at LeaderCast, we don't believe it has because you're in the C-suite, right? And we live in a world that needs great leaders. But you talk about harnessing that, that love of the mission because I take very seriously at my office. I have people that go to their car at night. If we're going to really have a ripple effect of positive leadership in this world, you and I as leaders... People either go home and they're better or they're worse. Mm. And there are going to be two or three more people or there, heck, there could be 10 that feel that ripple effect. And so the environments that we fill and we make here can't just be founded on inspiration. And I tell my team that because I, we measure, they're accountable now, right? So it can't just be the day that we have the event and everybody's excited. So it's how do you couple that love and that passion with hardcore business acumen and practices and make sure that we move forward to affect more people's lives. Makes sense? I love, I love that. And I love the picture you painted about a little girl on a playground 
and she's a leader. And then, and you know, I have a daughter. And uh, I think recently, and I shared, maybe, I don't know if I shared this with uh, in one of our events, but my son, Krish, you know, he and my daughter, they were playing a little bit later. He said, you're bossy. And I'm like, and he's nine and she's five. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. Why did you call her bossy? And he said, well, she just wants, she just knows, she just wants something right away and she just wants it. I'm like, okay. So she knows what she wants. That's a leader. Why did you call her bossy? And he just looked at me and then he's just like, I don't know. And then he ran away and I didn't push him too hard, but I realized that, oh my goodness, he's nine and he's using a word that he would not have. Oh, I also asked him, like, do you say that to a a boy, like a, a boy? And he would say, no, I didn't use that word bossy for a boy. I'm like, so why are you looking for a girl, right? So, so it's like at this early age, somehow it's not happening in the house. It's happening around, but somehow he, he felt like that's how it is. And that picture of a little girl on a playground trying to be, it is a leader. I think not trying, just is a leader, is a mental picture that every person must have in their heart and mind. So I love that you painted that for us. Thank you. You know, we we talk about so our women's events coming up on October 18th, and it's our third year. We'll be we'll grow at two and a half again year over year, and so there's just so many amazing people that will be on our stage. But the point I want to bring that up is because I believe our women's event will eventually uh, eclipse our flagship 18 year old. because of the demand. And it also is from Dr. Bernice King was on our stage for our inaugural event. And she talked, says the quote that, that Coretta, her mother talks about is for the soul of a nation to change, it will take its women. And, and so, um, and that's not in any way derogatory, but it's the point is mothers, daughters, I believe our women's event and the vision I have is by 20, 2023 is to fill Mercedes-Benz Stadium with our women's event Amen. and have women's associations and organizations from around the world come together as one different faith, different culture, background, everything you can think of, but come together for one day to show that unity. I love that. I love that. All right. So you can see I took like three pages of notes here. So oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to summarize two or three big ideas. I'll add more in the show notes. And then I would love for you to share a challenge with everybody. One challenge that you want them to do, think about as I share these notes. So number one, I love that you and your dad had a competition where like, who's going to outwork versus out love. And he said, you can't, you, you might out love me, which I'm sure you did it but cannot outwork me. I think that's, I think a lot of people have this hustle thing and I think it's not, it's not hustle. It's actually just hard work and there's a place for work and there's a place for family and we need to know how to do that. It's not work-life balance. It's like hard work, but it's needed to be done and you need to figure out a way to make sure that you have the same intensity for your family. So I, I thought that was good. This is another thing that I feel it's true for me right now than any time in my life, what you what you said, which was heads down for a decade. I want people to like maybe make posters out of it and put it in front of them so they could remember it because I think people are changing jobs faster and like they're expecting rewards faster. They're expecting results faster. And I think everybody would probably agree with that. No, in great things, you need to have like, you need to invest a lot of time and effort in it. So heads down for a decade is, is actually a, hopefully a lot of inspiring thing. 
The other part you talked about is that if you're struggling right now of your idea of like having personal advisory board um, that you just tap into, you can be vulnerable, you can tell them, you can cry, you can do all these things and have these like true conversations. So I love that. And then the other thing, there are several, so many notes, but the one thing I definitely want people not to forget, and I want you to really start talking about this because I think it's very powerful, Angela, which is that you have to break in order to grow. And when you break, you actually grow both physically and emotionally. So I think there's so much power in that that thing. So I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other big takeaways from it, which will include in the blog and, uh, and everything on Flip My Funnel. Uh, but what's one challenge that you would like to share with all leaders listening to this right now? All right. Wonderful. So I challenge the leaders that follow this amazing man for two things. So it's going to be two people that you're going to reach out to. I hope it's that you pick up the phone, but if you feel safe, just texting or emailing, I challenge you with someone right now that you need to ask them and you know the the answer to the question is not going to be good, but ask them right now, what is it like to be on the other side of me right now? Mm. Wow. And then I challenge you, the second challenge is someone that you just don't think that you can forgive that for the next few moments, once you hear this, that you think about them. And forgive them? And forgive them. And if you can't right now at that moment, if it comes back to you, you need to listen. Yeah. I love that. That is deep, Angela. I love that. Two big action items. Ask directly to someone, what is it like to be on the other side? And number two, take a moment and think about somebody that you probably want to forgive and you should because it, it really is. a it, it will like lighter your load. Like, like your heart will be so light after you do that. I think a lot of people are carrying that weight everywhere in every conversation of something, something happened decades ago to them. So it's time to let it go. Yeah, because light is, I always, every decision I make, everything I do is always bring darkness to light, right? Anything I'm not seeing. And so we can't carry, harbor any darkness in our soul. And so once we have just light in there, it just continues to attract it. Hence why I think that decade is so important. If you can get that in your mind, then because you're working on building the strength personally and, and taking the, the hard knocks through work and personal things. But that's why if you just stay focused on it and are willing to commit and have grit, you'll get exactly where you want to. And I guarantee you, you will be beyond where you thought you could be if you stay that focused. I love that. Absolutely. Angela, so fun. This conversation is so good. I can't wait to get this live. So uh, it's going to be up pretty soon. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Have a good day. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.